guys, welcome to Wi-Fi Matters. So you're probably noticing that I'm speaking in a British accent right now. And I don't know how very good it is, but please bear with me. I'm going to be using it for the rest of the episode. And I really do have to use it because today I'm really excited because today I'm going to be speaking about Harry Potter. Now, anyone who knows me can attest to the fact that I love Harry Potter. Like, for a solid good eight years, it was the only thing I ever talked about and cared about. I even had this whole blog called Rolling with Rowling, or Rowling. I I don't really know how to pronounce it, to be honest. You should go check it out. I wonder if it still works. I guess you could say I had a love affair with Harry Potter. But right now, I'm sad to admit that in the past couple years, my devotion to Harry Potter has waved, and I've been preoccupied with other things. But for this episode, I'm reclaiming my Potterheadness. You guys might be wondering why I would be talking about Harry Potter in this podcast, but Harry Potter stories are actually, they turn out to be really helpful in terms of financial lessons. And I think there are some really good financial aspects we can all take away from Harry Potter. I don't think my seven-year-old self would have ever thought about me saying that, that we should be learning finances from Harry Potter. But trust me, like right now, there definitely are some lessons. So in the first book, The Sorcerer's Stone or The Philosopher's Stone, depending on where you're from, Harry happened to find a lot of galleons, wizarding money, in his vault at Gringotts, the wizarding bank. What we can learn from this is the importance it is to financially plan for your future. Harry's parents did the right thing by putting some money into his vault when he was just a baby. They didn't know that they would have been killed by the Dark Lord, but by putting money into Harry's bank account harry was able to live the rest of his life in a safe financial circumstances even the world around him was anything but safe also the 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 money in harry's bank account shows the compounding value of money because harry was pretty much set to go for the rest of his teenage years since he didn't touch the money for the first 11 years of his life and speaking of gringotts we should all know the importance and value of keeping your money in a safe place Gringotts security team is top-notch, well, except for the small debacle that happened in the last book where the Lestrange's vault was broken into, but but whatever. Even though us muggles can't put our money into Gringotts, we can put it into an FDIC-insured bank. Also, I think we should all take a moment and acknowledge how well the Weasleys manage their money. We must become frugal like the Weasleys. They spend within their means, even if they get bullied and tormented by other people. the Malfoys. The Weasleys, though some of the poorest characters in Harry Potter, make some very wise money decisions. They reuse clothes, wands, pets. Mrs. Weasley does a lot of DIY projects such as her famous holiday sweaters and projects around the burrow, which is the name of their house. They use flu powder instead of brooms and I guess for muggles that could be like um, using better ways of transportation instead of buying the latest car. Also, a neat way to earn some side money is to enter in some competitions or like some games like online or in like newspapers like Mr. Weasley, who received 700 galleons to take the family to Egypt. Um, They spent that money on an experience and not on stuff. I think that's really key for the muggle society to understand. We can learn about spending on experiences from the Weasleys, just like the experience of going to Egypt and the experiencing of watching uh, the experience of watching the Quidditch World Cup 
which unfortunately turned out to be a rather terrifying experience. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you should definitely go read The Goblet of Fire or at least watch it if you're very confused. Now, the opposite of the Weasleys are, of course, the Malfoys. They're filthy rich and live in this gigantic manor. Yet, who is the happier and kinder bunch? The Weasleys. Sure, the Malfoys are respected somewhat in the dark side of the magical world, but many people dismiss them because of their cruelty. Money doesn't buy you respect, nor does it buy you happiness. Another example of this is the Dursleys. While they're not as rich as the Malfoys, they certainly have a lot of stuff. Stuff. They're very stuffy people. Just look at their furniture. The Dursleys are always seeking more and more, and it's apparent in their son. On Dudley's 11th birthday, his parents buy him 36 presents. 36! But he says, 36? But last year, last year, I had 37! That was my impression of him, and I hope it was good. If not, I, I really hope I didn't do damage to your ears. Now, let's become entrepreneurial like the Weasley twins. Fred and George are the com- comedic relief throughout the books, and they're very entrepreneurial as well. They came up, they came, they came from essentially nothing, but they were able to create a thriving business. Their business was a joke shop, Weasley's Wizard Wheezes, and joking and playing games and tricks and all that sort of nonsense is what they love. So they found a way to make money doing what they love, but they also made some very good business decisions, like having investors they trust, like Harry, who gave them a thousand galleons to start their business. On another note, this may be the only time someone ever says this to you, but be like the Dark Lord. Yes, we must all be like you-know-who when it comes to our investments. Just like he who shall not be named, we must diversify our assets. Ooh, that sounded really American. Um, we must put our investments in different types of companies, like startups, well-established companies, companies in different fields, companies that have a particular message, This is similar to how Voldemort, oh, I just said his name, oops, placed his horcruxes. Um, He does this very deliberately, and he uses many objects ranging from a human, Harry, to a snake, Nagini, to a diary and a goblet. Yes, be like Voldemort, and just like him, we can have backup plans. And if you had a bad investment, you can always recover because of your diversification. Essentially, I guess the entire stories were created as a result of Voldemort's diversification. Like, the whole plot plot line really existed because of it. So, I hope you guys like some of these magic money tips. And, um, in the end, I think it's really important to note that in the wizarding world, one cannot magically make money with the swish of their wand. And I know this is, this will sound really cliche, but Money doesn't come on the trees, so we all need to work really hard, and this is one of the most important lessons I got from Harry Potter in general. Also, I think that the overall message that J.K. Rowling, or Rowling, however you want to say it, puts out in all the Harry Potter books is that as the importance of love and courage. And I'm not going to get all mushy-gushy on you, but I guess in that sense, having a lot of money is not the most valuable form of currency. And I can't end this episode without acknowledging Hermione, my most favourite my most favorite character. So I shall quote her and say, There are more important things, friendship and bravery. Well put, Miss Granger. 
So go check out my blog post on Wizarding Currency on the website um, Wi-Fi Matters and how it relates to the real world and find out how much Harry Potter actually made, like his accumulated net worth, on the post. Also go on Apple Podcasts and rate and write rate rate and write a review of Wi-Fi Matters. Thanks for listening and I can't wait to talk to you guys next time. And I promise I want you to British accent next time. Also, I'd like to give a shout out to my friend Aditi, who's an 11th grader in Bangalore, India. She has started a campaign to raise money for the impoverished and marginalized people who are affected by the COVID-19 pandemic in India. The money will be used to create 21-day food packets. For 21 days, it's around 1,500 Indian rupees. In US dollars, this is a dollar a day to feed a family. The link for Aditi's page is in the show notes below. And please take a moment of your time to check it out and contribute if you can. Thank you.